0: to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss if Star Wars needs a long-term plan. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again, joined by a man who loves the Star Wars expanded universe, Josh Straley.
1: It's my first, uh, it was like my first books I've ever really read. The first, My first binge reading, my first... Um, like I don't know, it was my first literature experience. Honestly, yeah, started with the Jedi Padawan books that featured Obi Wan as young, and then worked its way to the Star Wars X Wing series, which by far remains the best (laughs) ever. Um, But hey, everyone, uh, don't forget you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film, and you can check out the rest of our big questions and our movie reviews on iTunes, Stitcher. In SoundCloud or wherever your podcast can be found. And please, when you're on iTunes, leave us a review. It really helps.
0: Yeah. So, as mentioned in the intro this week, we're going back to Star Wars for the first time in actually like a month, surprisingly or not. A record. We, we, we took a step away from the galaxy far, far away. and Now we're coming back strong to discuss the long-term vision or maybe lack thereof That Lucasfilm has with Star Wars. Asking the big question, does Star Wars need a long-term plan? Josh, as the Star Wars expert here on the pod, what say you?
1: No. I don't think they do. I don't think they need one. I don't think it's necessary to sustain um, the franchise. Okay. And I don't think it's necessary um to create uh I hate to do this but it's, it's the only way to do it because it's just such a the perfect example of the well-oiled machine mm-hmm. in film but the MCU I don't think we need Star Wars release dates out past 2020 or whatever you the case is you out know? past 2019. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. So there we go. <laughs> My point proven. <laughs> and I didn't even know what I was saying there. But they have been flying by the seat of their pants basically kind of yes, almost
0: absolutely okay
1: yeah um episode 7 gets goes through probably hundreds of thousands of rewrites or i mean at least considerations and ideas and brainstorms and everything before it gets there mm-hmm. exaggeration but it was a big deal but past that past that and then lining up two anthology films they had Literally nothing. They had no agenda for those um, one-off stories, and then they're they're done away with. Mm-hmm. But for the episodes, the things that you're supposed to be like, okay, we need to have a nice narrative arc for this series. They didn't have that. Mm-hmm. But episode seven turned out great. I mean, it's a starting point; you can do whatever you want. But Ryan Johnsons didn't get other than him getting the Star Wars episode seven script and being told. Right, like the wind, Bozai. You know, <laughs> he, he didn't have any. He didn't have any notes from them saying, "You need to go here with it, or get it there, or do this." It was just like, "Well, you're starting after Ray meets Luke. Have fun with it." And he literally just wrote the next hour or twelve hours in the Star Wars that. that franchise Mm -hmm. and it turned out pretty good yeah now it leaves jj abrams up a creek about what to do with the sequel Mm -hmm. and that is possibly problematic and we we can talk about maybe why that perhaps led to something some things with call him trevorrow but as long as you have great writers and you're betting on your directors i don't think it's a huge problem Okay.
0: I am on the complete opposite side. Really? Yeah, I think they absolutely need a long-term plan. Okay. Because as you said, they are flying by the seat of their pants. And so far, thankfully, that has given us two, in my opinion, great top-of-the-line Star Wars movies Mm -hmm. and one really good one Okay. in Rogue One, just to clarify where I'm landing on that. But... When you look at episode seven. Got it. Great re-entry into the franchise. Mm-hmm. But then you look at episode eight, and it's something completely different. And it's something where, you know, not having a director on board, understandable, but knowing that you're going to have a sequel out two years after the fact. Yep. You need to have an idea of where your story's going ahead of time. They didn't. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're going to make a sequel. Who knows what it's going to be about? Mm-hmm. Have no ideas. J.J. run wild. And I think J.J. ran wild wonderfully. Force Awakens is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. But in doing so, J.J. in typical J.J. fashion opened up a lot of questions. And what happened in the two years since those questions started to rise? People became obsessed with Snoke and Rey's parentage.
1: Right. There are more fan theories on that than there were 9-11 truthers. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, that's the, it's the biggest conspiracy since, you know, did we go to the moon or not? You know, like, it's... It, it became the topic of discussion. hmm And, you know, even though upon rewatches of Force Awakens, you're like, okay, but they don't, they don't really make it a point of like, ooh, who's Snoke? Where'd he come from? You know, right. he's just the mysterious evil figure over top of kylo fine ray's parentage though they definitely lead you on that something (laughs) is going to be delivered eventually fair and the delivery we get is that ray is nobody Mm -hmm. according to the last jedi right and then snoke spoiler alert in one of the greatest scenes in star wars is killed sliced in half having done really nothing right and i think that both of those decisions while excellent and i'm totally behind i think that if you have a long term plan in place not even in terms of all right we're going to we have all three scripts written before we start shooting episode 7 that's that's preposterous you don't need to do that sure but at least having a general idea of okay we're going to start here going to go here and then we're going to end here that's what you need because otherwise you, you let J.J. tease people with all these questions. Mm-hmm. And then Johnson goes and is like, I don't care about any of this. Snoke's dead. Raising nobody. I don't yeah. care about fan, th- fan theories. Here's a bunch of porgs. Mm-hmm. Like, and then people get upset because you're like, but that first movie, like, right. you you led me to believe that both of those things were important. And they're not. And so like, I think if you have a long-term plan in place, if you're a Star Wars and Lucasfilm, they can be like, all right we know we're going to kill Snoke in the next movie. Mm -hmm. Let's make the decision in seven not to make him seem like such the important character Okay, because we're just going to let people down. It's going to bring backlash. So that is just one of the reasons why I think a long-term plan is needed for star Wars.
1: Okay. Fair. I mean, I suppose that's fair, but at the same time, uh, you think you, preface that by saying Snoke in that film is downplayed mm-hmm. a lot of the ways. So, I mean, the last Jedi sort of, and when they do slice him off, um, cut him out of the movie, it doesn't really, it's not that much of a big deal deal anymore and the same thing for ray's parentage because um a rewatch the last uh, the force awakens will tell you that maz kanada says hey ray your parents aren't really that important mm-hmm. to the story anyway what's matters is going forward yes and ray acknowledges that but there's
0: but there's also the very very teased moment by maz same character same set five minutes apart where she goes who's the girl well, and then
1: like cuts, and it's like it, – that <laughs> yeah. is such a tease. It is. I think that's just J.J. though being J.J. kind of like. Yeah. And then just, Han's just like, I just found her. Han didn't know anything. Yeah, He's, but
0: like if, if they knew they were going to pay it off in this way, mm-hmm. why not do that? Or right. like in that force vision that comes right before the Maz scene, like in Seven – Lucasfilm didn't know what the Knights of Ren were going to be. Right. So there's people are upset. They weren't an eight. We don't know if they're going to be nine. We don't know if we'll ever see them again. We don't know when that scene takes place. We mm-hmm. hear Obi-Wan speak to Rey. Yeah. We don't know if that has any repercussions or if they're going to call that back in any way. And instead they just like tease you with all of this stuff. Yeah. They, pay, they paid off the, the temple burning in that part. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like there are still other things that. I don't know if it's necessarily fair to diehard fans of Star Wars to tease them with these ideas just to be like, we don't know what they are. They're just teases. Make your head canon.
1: Sure. And then we'll just write off spin-off comics and go from there. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I guess we want Captain Phasma back. Captain Phasma, escape from <laughs> Starscaler base. <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> gone from uh, there and on. All right. I, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> But at the same time, if you are Disney writing out your three-movie arc mm-hmm. and you get to the second movie that introduces Luke Skywalker, beloved hero of the original 70s films, and you're, only th- and you're living for three movies, you then say, we c- we don't get rid of him here. We don't have him give up the ghost. Or become a force ghost or give, unless, give him become one with the force. Unless you know that he's going to come back as a
0: force ghost in nine. Perhaps.
1: Which Mark Hamill doesn't know. Which Mark Hamill doesn't even know. Yes,
0: correct. So, again, maybe a lack of planning.
1: Yes, or le- condensed secrecy. I mean, yeah, I mean, living for the moment lets them do all of that. Mm-hmm. It gives you more for the now. And if you're... Setting up all of these things. I mean, because, listen, Star Wars, the original trilogy, was not written to be a trilogy. It was written to be a one-off film that Lucas, George Lucas could barely get delivered to Fox. Episode 5 was written with the trilogy in mind. Mm-hmm. So there's the plant of the Darth Vader, um, I'm your father thing. Right. But in, in the, guess what? In that moment... Luke and Leia were not siblings yet. Yeah. That didn't come till the next film where he's like, we'll let's just throw one more curveball at him yeah. for the heck of it. So those were how the movies were made. And they're kind of just following that same formula Yeah, in a lot of ways, only just leaning on different directors um, in a lot of ways. And that's the best
0: way for Star Wars to continue is just to be like, Hey, we'll figure
1: it out. Mm-hmm. I th- because they're episodes, I guess, and in and in episodes, you're not really telling a, You're telling a. You're telling a, a, a condensed story. The Force Awakens is the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Last Jedi, to some complex or degree, is the middle. How, albeit incredibly shortened. Yeah, and it's one—it's one of my few things I don't like about the Last Jedi. Yeah, it's just that it's immediately after. Okay, skip a week, but not just instantly. I mean, they don't necessarily say right. It's interesting though, because how space works right. and how time works, and you know, you, in, you introduce the interstellar gravity thing. Like, how long has it been on that planet? Right. Versus Ray's been gone. Ray
0: Ray looks to be on October multiple days, if not maybe a week or so. At
1: least two
0: days, three days. There there are multiple night sequences, plus training days, plus adventure days. Right. So, like, but then, like, on the opposite side, everything else with the Resistance takes place over 17
1: hours. 17 hours. I think it's, like, the first time they mentioned time and the amount of fuel they have. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, side trail. Um, So, then when Nine picks up, another condensed story that has its own own arc now Mm -hmm. yes we don't get game of thrones level character payoff um but at the same time they're still writing for season to season to season Mm -hmm. uh and there's no big bad villain arching over a 20 film run uh for you know star wars to um kind of like rush towards because they killed him (laughs) snoke anyway yes but with game of thrones and
0: Every other television series, you have showrunners. And the showrunners always have the future in mind. No showrunner finishes season one, be like, that's it. it. (laughs) No seeds left for season two, because then you're dumb. Because if your show's great, then you're like, oh, crap. Now you're scrambling to find a store for season two. No, the great showrunners, like the ones for Game of Thrones... They know the long game. They have a vision for what ep- what the final episode of the series is going to be. How do we get there? And a great example of this in Star Wars, coincidentally enough, is Dave Filoni with Star Wars Rebels. He knew where this, season, where this series was going to end like three years in advance. He's like, this is how I want to end this story. Now I got to get there. Mm-hmm. And so he developed a story that got him to that place. The way he wanted to and it gave star wars rebels a fantastic final like six episodes and an incredible finale with the payoff you wanted with the character answers you wanted as a as a viewer and as a fan mm-hmm. it gave you the payoff and it delivered on those
1: yeah but also dave is working with a four or five season show where uh-huh. he can string out how many episodes? 15, 22, 20. I think it's 16 for the final season, 22 minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. That's over 50 hours. Yeah. Plus of visuals. You're working with 200 minutes tops in star Wars. Yeah. I mean, 200 minutes is two That's hours a lot. and forty minutes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're um, looking 160 at- minutes max. If you want to push the yeah. limit, to 150 I think, what was Last Jedi? 152. 230? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 150.
1: So, you've got a lot harder things to do. And with Mm -hmm. films, um, that's why the anthologies have been carrying the moniker, A Star Wars Story. Yeah. Because you have a galaxy with billions and billions of life forms. Trillions, actually. Um, Yeah. And... To tell a cohesive arc um, outside of episodes across all of those, mm-hmm. you just have to dive us in once after another. Like the, I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not going to bring in expanded universe uh, because these are, <laughs> these are films and that's a totally different thing. Um, but something that resembles the idea of exploring all sorts of places and, if you're director and writer driven um or, or you can be director mm-hmm. and writer driven in that way uh by introducing like you know Ryan Johnson's Rian Johnson's trilogy um this is he doesn't have a plan for it no uh, i'm assuming he's begun to have a plan for it now <laughs> I hope <laughs> um he's been sitting on uh, the allegedly he's been had the offer since September it was announced in November uh and we're now in the later half of march yes with his movie finally coming on a dvd so i'm assuming he's got an idea of what he wants to tell or he's got some characters or a setting in place Mm -hmm. and he can take that one episode at a time and he probably won't direct the next two but he can pass off that Mm -hmm. and someone else can come in pick it up and keep going but he's writing all three correct He's writing and producing the first in a trilogy. I thought he was writing all three, producing all three, directing the first. That's a good question. I'm going to take a look at the press. Because
0: that, I think, goes against your argument. Because Ryan Johnson, you know, as crazy as James Cameron is for wanting to do five Avatar movies, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he wrote all four of them. At the same time, he didn't want to start filming two until he had the script done for five. Ryan Johnson, as far as I remember,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to correct you if, uh, because you. this is the official press statement from okay. StarWars.com. Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Johnson will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first of which he is also set to write and direct with longtime collaborator Ram Bergman. Okay, but he's still, it's still his trilogy though. It's the Ryan Johnson trilogy that he's going to kick off and create the first episode mm. of. Okay. So, where it goes from there, yeah, he'll produce. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's just going to be that like, would be here's like, one, have fun. Well, yeah, it, it, well, that's what it is though, right? That's what JJ did. He did, yeah. here's the first. Of course, Ryan can't not pick up right where JJ left mm-hmm. off. We want that first moment. We want his yeah. reaction with the lightsaber. So, that was Ryan picking up where JJ had uh-huh. left him and Ryan would probably do that same thing. And imag- I mean, I don't know who would come into the fold right. um, for Lucasfilm, but whoever does can pick up and, and run with it. Now, you know, if you're saying, Oh, Ryan will produce, but saying that is like saying Kathleen Kennedy, you know, <laughs> producing okay, these movies I, is the same as her. But I think, I think it's different. I,
0: I think it's different for them to say it's, Ryan Johnson is getting a trilogy, even if he's only directing the first one, even if he is the sole writer on the first movie. Yeah, I will be shocked. Shocked. He does not write if he does not have a story by credit on two and three. Because if he's getting this trilogy and he's planning and he's starting this out, he's doing the development if he's starting all this, why would he be like, all right, I'm going to do this. But, and even though it's my trilogy, I'm not going to think about what it's going to do for two and three. You know, like why would he just be like, all right, I want to introduce this character because I like, I want this type of person in star Wars. But then what happens to them after I create them, after I introduce them Mm -hmm. is up to, Whoever Lucasfilms hires next, not me. That just seems weird and not like Ryan Johnson.
1: I suppose, but at the same time, then you have to give. Because at the end of episode seven and eight, we get George Lucas. We get these little credit from George Lucas, but it says based off of characters created by George Lucas and things like that. So if Ryan Johnson got getting a story by credit is not the same thing as Ryan Johnson writing because Ryan Johnson came up with the initial, the beginnings of the mm-hmm. story. Of course he's going to get a credit. But like J.J. J.
0: Abrams doesn't have a story by credit on episode eight.
1: No, he doesn't. I don't think so. He doesn't. Right. But he. But at the same time, he didn't write the movie either.
0: Yeah. So that's... But it's also not the J.J. J. Abrams trilogy. I mean, I guess it might as well be since he's doing he's, two he's episodes. 66% of
1: it. But...
0: <laughs> I mean did, wait, did he he did he get a producer credit on 8? I do believe so. I believe so. so. Yep. So, I don't know. This is I mean kind of off topic almost. I mean, cuz it's well, we're, we're we're debating, arguing the we're debating <laughs> unknown details about a trilogy. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll tweet Ryan Johnson and see if he can answer this. Yeah. Um, well,
1: that's the best way to go. But um I don't see I have I've, I haven't really heard too many negatives yet from you about why but, no plan is bad. And I think that's because I've been dominating the conversation. Oh, uh, okay. So I think I need to hear some more from you. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Um, I mean, outside of, you know, just I think the expectation and not having some sort of vision for how this is going to go, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm obviously coming at this from as a huge fan of the MCU. Yes. And Kevin Feige is always thinking 10 movies ahead. You know, he's thinking, all right, if I kill Captain America in Avengers Infinity War, I'm doing it because Anthony Mackie's Falcon's gonna take up the mantle mm-hmm. in the next movie. He already he already knows that. He's not like, all right, we're gonna kill off Iron Man and see what happens. No, they know what's happening, or even they lay those seeds really early on. So like Shuri's already introduced in Black Panther, so that way in ten years they have the option to make Letitia write the new Black Panther just like Shuri is in the comics. Yeah. You know, they have that foresight. And I think that's something that they, that they need because star Wars is doing all this different stuff. And it's a little, it's, it's, it's a very, it's very different obviously because yeah. it's, it's a, it's a galaxy far, far away. Um, you know, after episode nine's over we don't know really what's happening we know we're getting the johnson trilogy we know we're getting the benioff and Y series mm-hmm. we know we're getting john favreau's um live action series dave filoni's probably gonna do another animated series as well but like none of that stuff is you know tied together i'm not i'm not saying i need crossover right but like okay why is it that in Star Wars, like the most crossover we get is like R two D two and C three P O popping up in every single movie? Right, you know, like I don't, I don't need that. Like, why couldn't, um, I don't know, like, um uh, Lor San Tekka's character, or is that the character's name in Force Awakens at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Like, if he has a connection to Han and Leia, like,
1: shouldn't he have been could, someone? He, could he
0: be in, you know? solo star wars story are mm-hmm. they even considering that you know if if he's early on in or like in the comics which is canon they introduced the idea that han solo had a wife sana Staros, i believe is her name um who wasn't actually his wife but like they were like basically i think they for were, a green
1: card situation right
0: something like that <laughs> okay <laughs> i think it's it's akin to that almost <laughs> but like why isn't you know was she even considered for that or is that just like so outside of the realm of where the the movies are are looking at that they mm-hmm. don't even know about it or um you know or even just going into further canon like you have somebody like um uh, lord durn's character in the force awake and in, 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 in the last jedi yes uh she appeared in Claudia Gray's uh, Leia novel because mm-hmm. her and Leia were friends when they were younger. Yes, but like Lord Dern knew nothing about that. Like the, the characters are portrayed completely different ways in, in the book and then how Lord Dern mm-hmm. portrays her on screen. Um, uh, Donald Gleason's been told that like, uh, oh, did you know that Hux's backstory is because Hux's X, Y, and Z? And he's like, I literally didn't know that was my character's backstory. Yeah, like how is that not a thing? Like, that's maybe going, I think, a bit off course, and maybe not necessarily in terms of the long term plan, but I think it is part of the planning process of like, if you're laying these seeds for these characters in other media, you're doing, you should be doing it with the idea of this plays into other things, right?
1: I suppose, but it, it, then you'd have to come back at like um, Mark Hamill and be like, Mark, so. In the Star Wars expanded universe, this is pre two thousand twelve, by the way. In the Star Wars expanded universe, Luke Skywalker makes the decision to join the M- Empire's clone and uh, become a Sith Lord. Uh, how did you feel about that, and that affect the character? Mark Hamill doesn't know this crap, but it' that, that, so that doesn't matter uh, exactly.
0: It's not canon. Like it, it, that doesn't affect the way he's portraying the character. You know,
1: in, in some ways. But at the same time, what really doesn't matter if Hux Hux's backstory to the to the present narrative? I mean, if it completely changes
0: the way that Donald Gleason would approach the character, maybe, or like even the idea that, um, you know, Mark Hamill created this own ba- his own backstory for Luke mm-hmm. for what he did between six and seven. Right. Like, shouldn't Lucasfilm have some idea of what the the actual <laughs> what he's actually been up to that whole time instead of like. Mark Hamill saying, oh, yeah, I have, you know, in my head, you know, he had a wife and a kid and they both died. And it's like, yeah. it's really tragic. It's like that definitely plays in like you can see that kind of an influence in the way Mark Hamill plays Luke in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that he's like making comments about his dead wife and right. child that aren't canon. But like those sort of details are like, oh, it's up to the actor. Do
1: whatever you want. Hmm. I suppose... And I guess that maybe plays into some of your... I I think I can understand that criticism. Okay. But I don't agree with it. Okay. Because, I mean, like I I think I said earlier, episode by episode, moment by moment, Mm -hmm. stay the present and anything you want to... I mean, we really have no... we, We get no information in Star Wars episodes about what happens in between episodes. Yeah. Almost literally none outside of the Clone Wars... And the Rebel series; those are the mm-hmm. those are the closest things we really get, um, in terms of you know uh, series and film, um, like live action things, mm-hmm. even though it's animation. Um, so, like you know, when Han Solo says that bounty hunter on Ord Mantel changed my mind, you're like, oh uh, man, I want to know about that type of a thing. It's never re- was never really meant for that, and there's never really written for that mm-hmm. continuity, and um, that was part of the fun of Star Wars in a lot of ways is that it's so mysterious and like, you know, when you hear Luke talk about power converters at Tashi Station, I mean, you have some form of the idea, but it's also just kind of like there's a whimsicality to all Mm -hmm. of it. And Star Wars, for the most part, outside of the expanded universe, has really resisted it up until um, the see the uh, children of the Jedi. Is that the name of the series? Um, the Thrawn, the Thrawn trilogy, okay. uh, was released. And then that's when that's basically started star Wars mania all over again. Mm-hmm. And the details and like, you know, diving into the minutia of everything. So part of it is not caring, yeah. I guess. <laughs> all right. And being okay with continuity, not being in sync all the time. Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's, 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 this is it's my fault for getting this here, but let, let's get away from the overarching canon and, you know, if, you know, what's in the books or the comics or the TV shows lines sure. up with okay. other things. Long-term planning, mm-hmm. I think, would also, because if you look at episode eight, love the movie and the f- I mean, not the f- final thing you see, but before we get to Broomkid, which, you know, could be another thing of, who's Broomkid? Right. Probably doesn't matter. You know they're not thinking about that, but in that movie that there's like that group shot of we have everything we need right here, mm-hmm. and it's like honestly that feels like the end of a trilogy to me. Like that that shot and that really like okay. the, the the way they do it. it's like okay we won basically you know like in a in a way in a way okay. we have we have held off the first order we, we have didn't give them die. we've given them <laughs> a you know we stop them in certain <clears throat> aspects but like you look at that like shot or it's like even that the moment and it's like everybody's everybody's there that you love mm-hmm. and you care about they're all in this one shot and again I don't think there's like all of that I mean there's definitely set up to what, what can happen in 9 of like oh okay you know Ray can do this Kyla can do this but I, again I don't think they know for sure what all that stuff's going to be I mean part of that obviously goes to the rewrites that took place after Carrie Fisher's death, that's what led to Colin Trevorrow, you know, leaving the project, I would assume. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like there's, you know, when episode nine comes to an end, you know, it are they – do they have an end in mind that definitively closes off the arcs of all of these characters, mm-hmm. leaves it open, and if they leave it open – do they already have not concrete plans I know I'm not saying that they need to when episode nine starts filming they need to know all right in ten years we're gonna bring back these characters and tell this exact story that's again that's that's crazy that's uh, you don't need to have that kind of a, of planning in place but okay why would you or why wouldn't you know what else you can do with these characters there's just being like all right, this is our story. We'll see what happens.
1: I guess I don't have a way to fight you on that in terms of, um, a writing and planning and business model perspective, Mm -hmm. because instantly you say, of course, um, leave a seed for something and keep going that, or, you know, have a, uh, have a cut scene at the end, similar to what Johnson's, uh, episode eight did, and have a final moment where, oh, um, turns out little broom boy got in with the wrong crowd and is now the, um, he's like, he's young Hitler or whatever. I don't know. Whoa. Space Hitler. Sorry. You could do that. Uh, and then that's going on next. But again, um, if you want to be reverent to the Star Wars series, um, what they've done is there's been one connective episode, five and six, uh-huh. moments, months, the, the max apart. Episode two and three did the same thing. They left the story hanging, war, but they just skip four or five years in the future so they can age up Anakin yeah, and do all sorts of things like that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it leaves the, I think I lost track of the question. Um, <laughs> oh, after, after nine, yeah, it leaves J.J. in a hole where to begin episode nine. Mm-hmm. But it also gives him a lot of freedom too, because you said earlier in the pod that it felt like the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also a great new beginning too. Ray's the beginning f- of what, though? Ray's f- Ray, the Jedi
0: Knight Ray. Okay, but Daisy Ridley said that after nine, that that's it. Exactly.
1: So, so like,
0: here's here's powerful Ray. Yeah. you get her for one movie.
1: We only got Power Luke Skywalker for one movie. Two if you count episode Okay. Eight. So you
0: just you're okay with them just doing the same
1: thing? I I mean, you have no choice at this point. And it, it and it's always going to be derivative of the other episodes in a lot of ways. Okay. Ryan Johnson's is technically as wild and zany as it is, mm-hmm. it's technically derivative of episode 5 and 6 smashed together. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But I mean, it's also unique, but I'm just for um, conversation's sake. So whatever comes next is going to be a full-blown galactic war that takes place a minute after or a month after or 10 years after. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not realistic. But the idea is that you can progress everything so much further and have the freedom to do that. Because, I mean, not, I mean, you could have planned that out. Yes. <laughs> you can always have planned it out. But at the same time, it allows you to not be hindered by anything you set up beforehand. Because I think that's the problem with, that people have with aid is they, they felt entitled to, I felt some people, some people, not all, felt entitled to answers mm-hmm. and satisfaction. And this is the only second, this is only the second chapter of the trilogy. JJ can have retroactive continuity with this film, or he can choose not to. But we've been so focused with the trilogy mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been told it was a trilogy, so that's fair. But we were ready for big answers in the second episode because that's what happened in episode five. That's what happened in episode two, kind of Count Dooku, Mm -hmm. but not really. Um. And I think that's why we are demanding them, or that's why I, that's why I understand people saying, "Oh, there should be a plan." That way, we know, "Oh, it's all gonna pay off," mm-hmm. but it may not. And whatever JJ ends up coming up with, I mean, the the mystery box master, I'm sure will take things, set them up, and knock them down, um, like he can do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess technically, he's never really. Finished anything. Right. He stepped away from Lost and Alias and Star <laughs> Yeah, Trek. that was the whole reason you weren't excited Star for him to come Wars. back. Remember? <laughs> That's right. Hmm. There's so many interesting questions here. <laughs> so,
0: what about the Skywalker saga? I mean, okay. Episode 9 is said to be the end of the Skywalker saga. You know, it's at the end of, uh, you know, the episodes per se it's TBD, but like again is Lucasfilm even thinking about that, do you think? Do you think that currently they know when or if episode ten is gonna happen?
1: No. I definitely I know for a fact that they don't. Okay, I don't know for a fact. But <laughs> inside in, sources my gut my gut instinct is they don't know. Okay. And but Kathleen Kennedy has said things to contrary to that. But she's in, also said that. <laughs> intuitive logic is like they, they have no idea they, yeah. didn't know, they didn't know what eight was mm-hmm. right they don't know what 10 is but they've begun to have well, discussions about well, right what i'm to not do saying the that, that they know what
0: 10 will be but do you think that they know if they're gonna make an episode 10 and if so when they'll make it
1: i do yeah, they have no idea for that we don't even have star wars dates for the next anthology film exactly or uh Casting. Right? We don't know we
0: don't know what stars movie's coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Which on some aspects is like, oh, that's cool. Like, right. you know, we don't know what MCU movies are coming out in 2020, kind of. I mean, we know we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy 3, probably the Black Widow movie, and something else. Probably Doctor Strange 2. But you can kind of piece that together. And 2020 will probably be the Obi Wan movie, but at the same time, we've heard anything about that movie in like it feels like ages. Not even a, 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 a murmuring. We haven't even gotten the confirmation that is doing it or even an update of that he's not doing it. Right. It's just like, oh, they talked about it. Did he sign on? Did he not? Nobody knows. Where's Ian McGregor? And, and Someone like, should hunt him down, and that comes, And this comes after, again, going back, I think, to the lack of planning. Kathleen Kennedy said, uh, was it not last summer? The... Yeah. Wait. I think it
1: was last summer, near the end of last summer. She talked Uh, about. Yeah,
0: the end of the end of like May or something. She said, "Oh, I hope I plan to announce the new, the next anthology movie after Solo this summer." Mm -hmm. We're coming up on a, a year later summer. Yeah, and we still don't know. Like, are they completely getting rid of that idea? What's going on with that? I don't know, but like. I think that shows like they had an idea to be like, Oh yeah, we can do this, but then Rogue One happened and or Phil Lord and Chris Miller situation happened. They're like, Yeah, yeah, let's pump the brakes on this, and now they don't have a backup plan. Like they don't have any idea. I mean, could the Johnson trilogy start up and get that first episode out in 2020? Probably not, considering he's just now working on the idea. I mean, it'd have to film next year, so you'd have a year of development, which is right, decent amount of time. He's
1: efficient. We know that.
0: Yes. But, like, I don't know. I just think it – I think that is another weird sign to me that, like, they, they, that they don't know Yeah, really, like, on a year-to-year basis. Or even, like, in going back to episode 10, like, why aren't you thinking – unless unless you are set in your mind, you're like, no, episode 10 will never happen. There will never be an episode 10. There yeah. will never be mm-hmm. – um, anything else with these characters will just be, right i think stupid but like why aren't you thinking all right we're gonna take in 10 years as long as Star Wars is still healthy and continuing to make at least 800 million dollars worldwide we'll put we'll put the bar low mm-hmm. we'll keep make we'll, we'll bring this cast back in some way to tell to pick up with their lives 10 years after the fact That'll be fun. It'll, and we can get a rejuvenation once again, get Daisy really back when she's in her mid thirties, John Boyega is an even bigger star after six Pacific rim movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, star Wars will finally dominate the Chinese box office because of John Boyega. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like they, like you said, they're not thinking about that. No, but like, why? Like, I feel like that's such like, you're like, I, I think it would be, it would, it would shock me. If Kevin Feige was like, oh, I have no idea what we would do for it for Avengers 5. He's he's probably got Avengers 8 mapped out already. Like, he knows what's coming 10 years from now. At least in some idea. He knows that, you know, after Avengers, they, they, they did the Thanos tease. Mm-hmm. Knowing that in the next five years, six years... We're going to get to a point where that is finally going to pay off.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's going to tease. It's going to take a little bit more time than I think some people would have liked. Yeah. But we're going to get there. We have no idea if any of that stuff is taking place with Star Wars, you know?
1: Right. But the thing is, too, Star Wars is coming from a very different place than those films. that's right. Um, Those are a child of the last decade. Mm -hmm. Star Wars is – the episodes, at the very least, have been – something that have expanded 50 years almost now. But there's good. I mean,
0: it's not crazy for me to think, I think you'd be in agreement that there's going to be a Star Wars movie every single year for the next 10 years, right? For the next 10 years. Yes. You don't think they're not going to take a break. They're not going to take a year off or do two movies a year, one no. year and take a year off. They're going to keep no. it going. There'll right. Be
1: one every year. So I'm...
0: like, like, and, and like, to their credit, I guess in some ways, they have the foundation of how to do that because mm-hmm. they have the Johnson trilogy. That's three films. Yep. And then we have the Benioff and Wise series, which could be four films, could be seven. We have no ideas. And those yeah. those two things right there could be Star Wars for the next decade. I would mm-hmm. find that hard to believe. Um, if they just went so hard on Old Republic, if that's what Benioff and Wise are doing – like there's going to be something else sprinkled in there. Yeah. But like, do I, I just
1: want, I, I'm curious if they know what that's going to be or not. I think they're beginning to know. I think we referenced game of Thrones earlier. Ironically. And I don't think I even did that with Benioff and Weiss in mind because of their series that they have. And I think that's going to be up your, I think that's going to be what you're wanting. Yeah. I think it, let's say it's the new, let's, let's say it's the old Republic. And they're going to do six films because they're Benioff and Weiss, and Why not? if the first one connects, then they'll go for it. Mm-hmm. And then I have every indication that, or imagination that it would, especially for fans. Then there, that'll be your set them up early, knock them down in the third, and the sixth, mm-hmm. or the fifth, and what, or the fifth, and then the sixth be a massive, well, full-scale Republic right. war, and then Johnson will be over here with his telling story after story, or maybe he'll add continuity to it. And, you know, he'll have uh, a three film arc mm-hmm. that can sustain itself or what he began can have that. Cause the thing is what we've been operating with and with star Wars now was started 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And even though it doesn't feel like it, there's technically continuity across all of it. Yeah. I mean, at least retroactively, Luke's um, you know thumbing his nose at the old Jedi Order is technically continuity. Because I mean, because we you know because of their downfall yeah. and the fall of the old Republic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, as well as references to Darth Vader, Yoda's appearance, and things like that. They're they're closing a book, yeah, and they're making a statement doing it. Along along the lines of what Ryan's writing, so I almost think telling them to hey get a plan in place. They're actually doing something much more complicated, and trying to round out something that George Lucas began in 1970. And what they're moving towards is what Bob Iger expects mm-hmm. from his things now, um, with the and Kathleen Kennedy to some degree, too, um, for his films, and that's continuity for payoff and story and long-term vision, long-term planning. Because if Weiss and Benioff, I mean, they, I, I mean I'm going to say this, Game of Thrones is the most well-mapped-out show um, on television right yeah. now. High, high in drama, anyway. So they're going to bring that. Johnson may or may not. I would imagine more on the not side, uh, at least in terms of running and gunning. Mm -hmm. And that'll be it. I mean, that'll be the way to get best of both worlds. An episodic thing where characters can come in, or directors and writers can come in, put their own spin on it, still make it fun, still give it the life uh, that the current moment needs. Mm -hmm. But still... Um, be something for everyone. Yeah,
0: I mean that makes that makes sense. Um, I think I'm just conditioned as a Marvel fan to always be like, "What's coming next? What's coming yeah, next? I need fair. to know! I need to know!" <laughs> um, so it's like, oh, you know, how come you're you're not making new anthology movies starring new characters that we've never seen before? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, they're they're resting on their laurels. They're just replaying the greatest hits, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I don't know. I think that's I mean I don't know. I don't think either of us are going to change their opinion's mind on this. I mean, I'm not that's not that's never the point of this. It's just more of a discussion. Um I mean I th- I think you've made good points of why they don't need one. And I mean, I, I I completely agree that you know, having a director driven movie can give you great results. I mean, Last Jedi and The Force Awakens are both very director driven in the fact that Lucasfilm didn't really have a story so both JJ and Ryan were able to do whatever they wanted and they both gave really great audience, but then you also get a movie like Han Solo, which Phil Lord and Chris Miller are like, oh, we can do our vision. No, you can't.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. They're beat down. <laughs> uh,
0: you, you cannot do that at all and you're off the project.
1: Yeah, and then, then like, it kind of speaks to like what you said or just a second ago. If there were new characters, I don't think Lucasfilm would have had a darn problem with mm-hmm. them being funny. Yeah, but it was Han Solo, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Kasdan was pulling his hair out, thinking about <laughs> what was happening to his beloved character.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is uh, definitely the case there. So I don't know. I mean, I I don't know.
1: I I definitely I, I understand what you're thinking though, um, especially because, like you said, you come from that, but this, and then grafting that to a one film a year type of thing mm-hmm. in a universe or in a, in a galaxy where not necessarily everyone is on the same page or the same timeline yeah um so like you know once you get an established finally a reestablished thing mm-hmm. i think you may get that and that may be um what they have in mind going forward
0: no yeah. we will have to wait and see i mean we're gonna i mean here's here's the here's a question for you okay it is we're a quarter of the way through 2018 mm-hmm. we've had A new series announced this year. Yep. A new live-action series announced. Yes. Uh, Do we get any more new movie announcements in 2018?
1: We do. We get one by... For the next anthology? For the next anthology. And that's it? And that's it. Because they're stacked. They're really stacked. Um, And I think it'll come around... Mid August, or mid to late, early to mid August around yeah, the whenever time.
0: Whenever Disney's next shareholders
1: meeting is. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be mid to late August, right? Uh, or probably July. Yeah. May or yeah, uh, yeah, May, June, July. It's another three months. Are They quarterly. I uh, I think so. Okay, yeah. So July, and that'll the end of July will coincide with the press for. Christopher Robin, Ian McGregor gets to spill his guts about how excited he is sporting his Obi-Wan beard and Finally. comb over. I yeah. mean, honestly, if they're going to
0: announce Obi-Wan this year, I pray to whoever's out there, I pray to God, that they just please make that announcement before Christopher Robin mm-hmm. and before you start making that press tour because otherwise – I just feel so bad for the guy now <laughs> that every interview it's like, hey, are you going to play Obi Wan again? Oh, yeah. Because, like, you have to ask that as a reporter mm-hmm. because, like, what if they just signed the deal that morning? You're the first interview. Right. And he's finally allowed to say, oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You just got a huge story. <laughs> right. But, like, and you they, just
1: end the interview there and right. you run out. <laughs> like, like imagine
0: that. being the guy who, like, gets to interview you e. first on the Chris Robin tour. Mm-hmm. And Disney is finally that. all right, we're going to make the announcement. Later today, go ahead and tell. You yeah. can go ahead and tell the people who interview you that like, yeah, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. First guy is like me. He's like, oh, I feel so bad for him. I'm not gonna ask him about Obi Wan. Right. Or not ask him about it in that way. Like, so, like, uh what's next? So, so do you like playing? So, like, you love playing Obi Wan, right? What was your favorite part about playing the character? Oh, I love this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Hope, hope you got to do it again. See you later. Right. Next guy comes in and they're like, so are you playing Obi-Wan again? Actually, yeah. You're like, dang it. Just <laughs> yeah. missed out on a major story.
1: Like, I'm going to be polite. I'm going to asking about all of his other work. What was it like for Transpotting 1 and 2? Oh, and, man. Uh, that obscure movie where he dies. Like, what was that spy movie where he dies like 10 seconds in? Alex Cross.
0: No, that's not what? right. Is he in that movie? Yeah, I don't he know. he is. Whatever. Uh, but. <laughs> I, I get you. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, let us know what you guys think about this uh, big question does Star Wars need a long term plan Um, let us know if our explanations for why we stand on the side we stand makes any sense to you guys we're just rambling on like idiots Uh, hopefully it is the former not the latter Um, but as always, we have other episodes out this week. We already published our Rim Uprising review. We also discussed a bunch of uh, new trailers like Deadpool 2's new trailer and some brand new uh, news as well. So go check that out. We'll be back, obviously, next week with another edition of The Big Question and another review, that being for Ready Player One. If you guys enjoyed this episode, though, please subscribe, share retweet and more, plus head over iTunes and give us a five-star review telling us why you enjoy listening to the show but also what we can do to improve. Be sure to tell us your thoughts on this big question, why I'm wrong and an idiot and just a Marvel fan that needs longevity (laughs) to feel safe or why Josh is right or why he's wrong or why I'm right, whatever it is, or if we're both wrong somehow, let us know that. And uh, Schrödinger's question, yeah. <laughs> uh, tweet it to us at Friends of Film, or you can follow me personally and tweet at me personally on Twitter at Movie Cooper and Coops underscore Hoops.
1: And you can get at me, Josh, and just
0: Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for to this edition of The Big Question, Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.